Hey guys, quick heads up. If you stick around to the end, I'm gonna offer you a free download, a cheat sheet of the nine freight broker negotiating tips to help you make more money. Enjoy the episode and we'll catch you on the back end. Welcome to the Freight Broker Bootcamp audio experience and I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Today, I'm gonna share with you nine freight broker negotiating tips to help you make more money. All right, so first you have to understand, negotiating is a daily part of every freight broker and freight agent's job. It's a part of their day. It's an activity that you absolutely will do daily. Sometimes you're gonna be negotiating, that's easy for me to say, negotiating with shippers. Sometimes you're gonna be negotiating with carriers. And in most cases, most days you're gonna be negotiating with both. Okay, so negotiating is an important part of learning how to make money as a freight broker. All right. So first, number one, and these are in no discernible order. Okay, but number one should go without saying build rapport. Okay, you have to build rapport. People do business with people that they like, know and trust. And when you're on the phone with a shipper or you're on the phone with a carrier and you're trying to negotiate rates particularly or terms of some sort okay people are going to are going to be more willing to work with you if they like you if you build rapport so you always have to start there okay an easy way to do that is to find something in common that you have make them laugh things of that nature to build rapport those are that's a great starting point for any relationship okay so building rapport is incredibly powerful in negotiating and needs to be said first and foremost. Okay. So number one is focus on building rapport because people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Okay. That's number one. Number two, do your research when it comes to rates, whether it be on the shipper side or the carrier side, do your research. Okay. Number one, you have to understand what the load to truck ratio is in any given lane or in any given market. You should also know, is fuel going up or is fuel going down? What's the trend? You should also know, is the average rate in that lane based on that equipment going up or going down? So those are some things that you can get from the rating tools uh, on the different load boards. So those are some of the data points you can collect. You should also know and validate that rate and do your research based on talking to other carriers. When you're trying to identify the spot market rate, one of the best ways to understand what it's gonna cost you to move a load from point A to point B is to talk to a carrier, okay? So doing your research upfront is really, really important, okay? So that's number two. Number three, never take the first offer, okay? Never take the first offer. First of all, you'd always like the other party to start in the negotiation by offering a price first. Ideally, that's where you want to start. And then you negotiate from there, whether it's a shipper or whether it's a carrier, it doesn't matter. Never take the first offer, okay? Let them speak first. That's a trick in a, in a strategy to negotiating that helps you to figure out where they are and how far apart you are to know where you need to start your negotiation, okay? So always let them start. Never take the first offer, okay? That's number three. Number four is be empathetic, okay? Being empathetic on either side, the shipper or the carrier side, shows a lot of maturity and helps to build that relationship and helps them to know that you understand their issue. You understand their concern. So I'm going to give you an example 
of a little bit of a script that I put together that you could that you could leverage with a shipper on the negotiating side. Let's say you guys are off on price by 50 bucks, okay? And your 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 quotes fifty dollars too high, and they're they're you're negotiating with them, and they haven't given you the load yet, but you're working on trying to get that business. So here's what it would sound like, Mr. Shipper. I understand that in the past you only paid X, but based upon the supply and demand of trucks in this lane, you're you're not going to find any quality drivers unless we're able to come up on the rate a bit. As things change and rates come back down. We are more than willing to adjust your rates whenever possible. Do you see how that works? That's being empathetic. That's understanding. I know in the past that you were able to run it for X. And I'm not just giving you some arbitrary price. I'm telling you that based on supply and demand of trucks in this lane, this is what it's going to cost today. But in the future, if the rates go down, we're more than willing to adjust those rates down for you to try to remain competitive and save you money, okay? So that's a perfect example of being empathetic, okay? And you could use that. Uh, that's a perfect script to use on the shipper side when you are negotiating, okay? All right, number five, let them know that you have other options, okay? They need to understand that you have other options, whether it's on the carrier side or the shipper side. So I put together another quick script, um, and this is more... Um, this is more on the shipper side, but the fact is there's a lot of competition for trucks in these lanes, Mr. Shipper. And there are several other companies willing to pay more to get access to our trucks. So the key is there, you have to let them know that there are other people that are seeking your capacity that you control, seeking your services, but more importantly, the trucks that you have access to. Okay. The key here is you have to do your research. So ideally, at the end of that, you would be able to name a local company in that local area or that local region that would be competing for those same trucks, okay? And so that goes a long way to let them know that there is competition out there and that they're in a position where if they want access to that capacity, they might have to pay just a little bit more, okay, if they want to work with you and get access to that capacity. So that's another example of letting them know you have other options. On the carrier side, Negotiating with carriers the exact same way. You, know, you can talk about carriers that you haul this with on a regular basis or other carriers that are calling you now uh, you know, to haul this same load. So letting them know you have other options is an important component to negotiating, okay? It's a great strategy to help your negotiations. Number six, don't use price ranges. I hate when people say, oh yeah, we can move that for you know, 500, 550. Uh, we can move that for a thousand, eleven hundred. Don't use price ranges, okay? Particularly when you're dealing with carriers, right? If a carrier calls you and it says, "How much are you willing to pay on that?" Don't say a thousand, eleven hundred, or five fifty, six hundred, because they're automatically going to default to the higher range. Be specific. Be exact. And obviously, you need to start below where you're where you want to end up because again, this is a negotiation. Okay, so if you want to end up at 600, you can't start at 600. If you want to end up at 600, you got to start at 500 or 525 or 550. Okay, that's where you need to start. And again, don't give price ranges. Give exact prices. Okay, so that's number six. Don't use ranges. Number seven, expand your conversation beyond money. So what do I mean by that? So there are other considerations 
that will help drive price volume, for example. If it's a one low deal, then the price may be up here. But if they're willing to give you, if the shipper's willing to give you a load every day, you may be willing to adjust your price down a little bit for volume pricing. Or if they're willing to commit X number of loads per month or X number of loads per week or X number of loads per year, you may be you may be motivated to negotiate your price down based on volume. Because again, you'd rather make a little bit less on a lot more loads than more on one load, right? So on the shipper side, it's the same. You, you have to consider that. So um, volume, credit terms, right? That's another component. If you can negotiate better credit terms, right? So maybe rather the shipper paying you in, uh, you know, in 30 days, maybe you can negotiate 21 days or rather than you uh, with a carrier, you know, rather than you paying, um, paying them in 30 days, maybe you can negotiate 35 or 40 days on, on the terms. So adding other terms in there like volume and credit terms and detention time, a perfect example of negotiating with a carrier, smart negotiation with a carrier is let's say you're $50 away in price, okay? They want a thousand and you're at 950. So you can't get past the price issue, right? You've negotiated down to the bone and there's no way to get past the price issue. With most carriers, you're gonna get two hours on the pickup and two hours on the delivery before they're gonna start giving you detention. So why don't you negotiate in a little bit more pre, prepaid detention? So for example, rather than two hours, maybe you get three hours on the pickup and three hours on the delivery before they start charging you detention. It's another way to negotiate um, the end result without just giving in to the price, okay? So again, expand your conversations beyond just money, okay? Number eight, share your big picture. Share the big picture. What is the vision? What is your vision of this relationship? Whether it be with a shipper or with a carrier, okay? Talk about the value of long-term partnerships, long-term relationships, and give them examples on how you've developed these types of relationships and the results of those relationships, whether it be on the carrier side or whether it be on the shipper side. Talk about the big picture. Talk about the vision of your relationship and the partnership, what it could look like six months, a year, two, five years from now. And again, give examples of how you've worked with other companies and partnered with them, whether it be on the shipper side or the carrier side and draw that picture. Because ultimately, any smart business person is going to focus on the long-term. If they focus on transactional and it's only about this one load or this one day or this one week or this one month, okay, or this one transaction, you know, they're, they're very short-sighted and they're typically not gonna go very far. But if you focus on the long game, and you focus on those relationships and where they can, how they can prosper and how everybody can prosper mutually, it can be a win-win. And that's the type of motivation that some people will need to help negotiate that price down to the finer point, okay? All right, so that was number eight. Number nine, walk away if necessary. Understand something. No deal is better than a bad deal. With a shipper or with a carrier, it doesn't matter, right? So if after negotiating the deal, you can't get to the point, your bottom line, and you have to know your bottom line, okay? So number one, you have to know your bottom line. If you can't get to that bottom line, if you're not able to meet that bottom line, no deal is better than a bad deal. You have to be willing to walk away. And you can graciously walk away. You don't need to be mad. You don't need to be angry. You just say, listen, I really wish I could help Mr. Shipper, 
But at this point, I think I'm just going to have to walk away. Maybe we could reconvene and think, talk about this in 90 days or 180 days. And if anything happens in the meantime, you know, where you're not able to cover that freight, feel free to reach out to me. But I don't want to put my drivers, I don't want to put my carriers, and I want to, I don't want to put my company in a bad position because I'm because I'm overextending, right? I want to make sure that number one, you get serviced at a very high level and that we're able to work together for the long term. Okay. So that's an example of walk away if necessary. And then number 10, I'm going to throw a bonus tip in here. Okay. This is a really important one and drives me absolutely crazy, particularly when, when brokers and agents are negotiating with carriers. They have a tendency, the, 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 the tip is negotiate in fives and tens, not fifties and hundreds. Okay. Most brokers and agents, particularly new ones, have a tendency to give away too much in their negotiations. So let me play it out an example. You know, uh, a carrier comes in and says, all right, well, I need $1,000 to run that load from point A to point B. And the broker says, well, you know, I can only move that for 900, right? And that's his kind of his low rate. And then the carrier says, well, listen, I need a thousand bucks. And the broker will, or agent will immediately go to 950 or to a thousand. But what they should do is number one, they should sell the value and they should have done their research and understand where the rates are. And then they should incrementally go up in fives and tens. So rather than going from 900 to 950 or a thousand, you should go from 900 to 905 or 910. And here's why. The smaller the increment that you negotiate in, okay, the more time it gives you to negotiate and you don't give it all away. Secondly, from an appearance and from a perspective of the other person, if you negotiate in smaller dollar values, the more credible you are with your price. If you can automatically give 50 or $100 on the first bump, on the first increase, well, then they know you have a lot more rate into it. So this is the art of negotiating. Don't negotiate in fifties and hundreds. Make sure you negotiate in fives and tens. So incremental increases of five and $10 is what you should strive for. So rather than going from 900 to 950, you go from 900 to 905 or maybe 910 and see if they're able to come down. And then if you have to adjust another five or $10, all of a sudden now you're at 925 or 930 versus 950 or a thousand. And trust me when I tell you that in the long term, 50, you know, 25 to 50 to a hundred dollars difference in negotiating with carriers and with shippers. This is the same way with shippers can literally make the difference between profit or not for your business. Okay. So you have to understand that this is a volume business. It's low margin, high volume, lots of repeat business. You don't need a ton of different shippers, but those are 10. I actually gave you a bonus. I give you nine and then we gave you an extra bonus tip of 10 freight broker negotiating tips to help you make more money as a freight broker or a freight agent. So most of all, if you are curious about becoming a freight broker or a freight agent, check out freightbrokerbootcamp.com. We've been in business over a decade. We've trained over 10,000 students. We offer a 60-day, 100% money-back guarantee, no questions asked. And, and we are well-known to be the most cost-effective and comprehensive online freight broker and freight agent training program available today. So hope you guys enjoyed that. 
Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed the nine freight broker negotiating tips. It's actually 10 because I threw a bonus tip in there. And if you did, to download the free cheat sheet, all you have to do is go to freightbrokerbootcamp.com forward slash negotiate. That's N-E-G-O-T-I-A-T-E. -I, I think that's how you spell it. So freightbrokerbootcamp.com forward slash negotiate. And you can download these nine tips absolutely free. And we'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm humbled that you allowed me to be a part of your day. Now subscribe to the podcast so we can do this more often. And for those of you that take the next 15 to 30 seconds to rate and review the podcast, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And who knows, maybe we'll give you a shout out on a future episode.